Hello, friends, and welcome to the Trenton 365 show. As the announcement says, shout out to Jake Foy who put that together for me. I'm Jacques Howard, and you're listening to the Trenton 365 show, heard Tuesdays from approximately 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. here over New Jersey's oldest radio station, WIMG 1300. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WIMG 1300. The website is WIMG1300.com. You can send me an email, Trenton365, the numbers, show at gmail.com. The website is Trenton365.com. And if you'd like to post your events to the Trenton365 community calendar page on Facebook, you can do that as well. In the studio with me is Lisa Austin Granville. And we're going to get into a lot of things right now. And um, this might be one of those interviews where if you want to grab some tissues and, <laughs> and maybe prepare yourself for some for some joyful tears, but also for a lot of laughter as well. Oh, and uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things around her new ministry and her being ordained as an elder. But without any further ado, Lisa Austin Granville, welcome to the Trenton 365 show. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, I, so for the folks who can't see um, you... Um, most of my audience knows that I'm this fashion nut. I I, I dig clothes and I right. dig fashion. You always, you always look Thank you. Awesome. I, I just always. enjoy the whole scene, yeah. you know. And I and I can trace it back to my grandfather and my dad and and so forth. You look stunning, Thank like you. absolutely stunning. This this green that you're wearing is amazing. It's a great suit. Your hair, everything is tied together. You look the jewels. You got it going on. All right. As the kids Shout say, <laughs> the kids say she's popping. All right. <laughs> You know what? I have three, well, four actually, four young, young adults. So you know they keep me um, pretty uh, fashionable. So you know, but I mean, I mean, I love like you. I like you know coordinating, dressing, looking nice, and you know it makes me feel good too. Fantastic. Well, you were doing a fantastic Thank job, you. and shout out to your children yes. as well for keeping mom on point. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about a little bit about your history. Okay. Um, you know, just before um, earlier in our quote unquote green room, yes. uh, you were talking a, a bit about where you're from. So why don't you give a little background information about where you're from and what brought you to this area? Okay, well, I'm actually from Lawrence, born and raised. Shout out to Lawrence. <laughs> what is that, the Cardinals? Well, yes, the Cards. I am from Lawrence um, and um, great community right near um, Eggers Crossing community. So um, so I'm very grateful have, to be at to have that, had that experience, you know, because it was such a tight community. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm just very blessed. So, you know, I, the reason how, I, the way I got into Trenton, although I used to come here all the time because I have many relatives here, but I started pl- um, coaching basketball um, at the Martin House because mm-hmm. we had one at Lawrence and the kids were great. It was um, Lawrence All-Stars and they uh, ended up naming it Lisa All-Stars. It was a boys team. So I was coaching my my sons, and which was really, you know, a great time because, you know, at that time, you know, just being a single mother, raising your boys, you want to keep them in that atmosphere of sports, you mm-hmm. know, with male bonding. Mm-hmm. And um, as a mom, I just wanted to make sure I did my due diligence. So I started coaching, and which was really exciting. And then we started coming to Trenton, to the Martin House. And I thought it was the best thing for the kids because I think Lawrence is such a tight community, but sometimes what we need, we need to get out the box mm-hmm. we th- we were in a bubble and I felt like the boys were in the bubble and I think what happened was when we started bonding with the tr- with children from Trenton they realized that they you know it's just geography mm-hmm. they come from single family homes too they they're got they have some of the same issues mm-hmm. and I, I think it broke some of those stereotypes and they became like brothers so you know shout out to all the boys who've ever played for Miss Lisa and also the few girls who also played as well we had always had a great time we won championships um, over at the Martin House <laughs> it great. was real it was awesome yeah and, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, the Martin House I mean that's that's one of those uh, nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. that is deeply rooted in the history of Trenton and is doing amazing things and has been doing yeah. awesome things for a long time a lot of people especially through athletics and recreation opportunities have come through the program there and, it, and it's it's provided something that I think um, our generation 
we always had something where we could go and do so a sport we could go and play go to go to the gym etc and then it's nice to see that there are still organizations out there providing that that yes, service yes a big hi to mr donaldson who's still there it's the cyo east now but you know still they're doing great things in the community yep, yep. making an impression so that's what matters yep and uh, and i remember um because i grew up in ewing just off of edgar's crossing road oh, um goodness. on ewingville road yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> but we used to go um and play at the Lawrence uh, Neighborhood Center, it was called Everyone at the did, time. Right? Yeah, he just had a great time over there. So, um, you, you mentioned basketball, and, and I was, it doesn't surprise me um, because I, I think that you have that, that appearance where you've got a very competitive nature. <laughs> like, you got a warm spirit, friendly smile, but right. yo, we're playing ball, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna beat you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm hard to guard on the court. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really want none of me. So. <laughs> But, you know, I even tell my boys, we used to go outside 3 o'clock in the morning. We'll be outside till 3 o'clock and playing. And I'm like, listen, if I win, I'm telling everyone, I won. So you better come at me. Like, we're doing elbows and, you know, I mean, because, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, basketball is a great sport. And as, you know, and I let the kids know, everyone's not going to hit the floor. Mm -hmm. But we all have a role to play. And if we understand our role to play, then and we stay in our lane, we'll be more successful. So, you know, some I tell some of the boys, even before we, I said, you, you some of you may never hit the floor because at the end of the day, it's always about the ring. But it's, <laughs> it's about that rock. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it's always about the rock. But but you're going to learn a lesson because I'm, that those, those same boys who had that great opportunity to sit on the bench, what you're doing, you don't understand the seeds that you're planting. You are actually the one that's pushing them, cheering them on, getting them to the point where they can believe in themselves. That's huge. Mm. You know, if we can understand the whole dynamics of it, it's not just the win, but you win because guess what? Now you become a team. You're celebrating one another. You're encouraging one another. That's what it's about in life, right? So uh, That is spot on. Um, <laughs> sticking with basketball for a little bit, um, who's your team? Well, you know, let's be honest. Um, I really don't have a team anymore. I was a big Lakers fan. Um, you know, if I had Showtime Lakers. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, at that time, you know, I had a son, two boys, like I said. So we watched a lot of Sixers and a lot of Lakers. But you got to respect all of the team. And then I loved Kobe, and it was um, um, Derek, Derek Fisher, Fisher and um, Robert Ory, and um, you know, we got um, Rick Fox. You know, so though that that to me was great basketball. Mm -hmm. Then you had the Sixers over here, and you know, shout out the AI, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know Practice. Who needs practice? <laughs> but you know, you had Matumbo, you had Harpin, you had, you know, you just had Snow, you know, and that was just such a great time in basketball. So I do love basketball still. I watch, you know, um, obviously the Cavs and um, I love um, Boston. Boston now, I think they're going to be a great contender team. So, you know, I just love the game, you mm -hmm. know. So that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, I'd love having conversations like this is almost like we're we're at a restaurant, you know, because you get to know someone mm -hmm. across the table. And as we get into talking more about you at, in your ministry and you as an elder, I'm sure there's some people who, especially older generations, older folks may say, what? what? Wait a minute. She's competitive in basketball <laughs> and she's a, a pastor and, yeah. and has all these things going on. But. That's who you are. That's yeah. who God has made you yes. into. And I'm sure we'll get into this a bit more about the, the trials and tribulations mm -hmm. that we go through as people right. and how God uses all of those things to make us into who we are supposed to be. Um, so, so let's transition um, from basketball, but I'm, I'm glad we, we got into talking about that. <laughs> Even though you're a Blue Devil, but my family, <laughs> but, but no, I have to, no, if I'm at any sporting event now, it's actually the Blue Devils because my cousins, they're doing their thing over there um, for the girls' basketball, but Trey Lowe, he was with the yeah. boys. You know, that's my cousin and all of them. So, you know, shout out to Ewing and my cousin Lynn is actually running for the board November 7th, so Ewing, vote for her for Board of Education. Well, Lynn Lowe. Lynn Lowe? Lynn Low. All right, yes. Low. Board of Education Ewing. Yes. All right, November 7th. November All right, we're 7th. making a notation and we'll, we'll add that to the archives and now to be on the Trenton365.com yes, website awesome. as Thank well. Thank you. Um, so let's, let's speed things up. Um, you know, I, I grew up not far from where, where you did mm -hmm. in uh, the Ewing Lawrence border, Eggers Crossing Road. Were you always a person of faith? I, I think I was. And, some, you know, I really do. I've, I've, I, I, you know how some people say they grew up in church? 
Um, and I guess I, I did. I went to church every Sunday. Um, we would walk, you know, um, at that time, you know, me and my brothers. and um, Because I have actually have 13 siblings. So we would walk to a little church that was in a house. And um, it was wonderful. Pastor Tucker, beautiful woman of God. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say I think my real first encounter, I think, when I was 10. And really to really say that um, I knew that God existed because I spoke to him. I really did. I was at an event with my mom and dad. I think the Jets were playing, you know, I <laughs> know, back to sports. But, you know, um, but it was a particular, uh, you know, back then we called everybody auntie. And she said, you know, for some reason she asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And what do you want to be when you grow up? And I don't know why I said this, but I was, you have to understand, I was very tomboyish back then. You know, I had, and my brothers are, I'm clo- I have eight brothers, so we're closer in age. So I made the moon chucks and I rode the dirt bikes. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I know all y'all, you and him had mopeds, <laughs> but we only had the dirt bikes. And, but, you know, she said to me, she said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, a model. And she said, a model? You're not pretty enough to be a model. And I was like 10, and I'm going to tell you, it, first of all, I don't know why I said it, because I've never probably wanted, at the, you know, I never wanted to be a model, but that's what came out my mouth. And I, it just stunned me, and I ran home crying, and I remember my mom coming shortly after me. And But I jumped on the bed, and I said, you know what, God? It's all right, I'm not pretty on the outside, but can you make me pretty on the inside? See, that's what people don't realize. We're so focused on, don't you know God will turn everything around for mm-hmm. our good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you have a pure heart, God can use you. So I believe he turned it around for me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask for it, but I'm going to tell you, I do believe he turned it around for me. You know, now, because I I, I remember like being like in my 20s, people would stop me and they're like, you're so pretty. I'm like, I used to laugh. God, you're funny. You're hilarious. (laughs) Like, you know, but they see. God, but God, he said, I can do all things, not some things. Mm-hmm. But I was a little girl. I was 10 years old. I jumped on that bed and I'm crying and I'm, I'm sincere. I'm like, God, it's okay. It's okay I'm not pretty on the outside. But can, can I be pretty on the inside? And God honored that. He honored it. And I believe that. My dad said that out of all his kids. We, well, I had um, 14 brothers and sis- um, 13 brothers and sisters. He said, out of all my kids, he said, you got a heart like your daddy. You care about people. That's important to me. And I believe I got a heart like my, my, my heavenly father, too. So how I'm grateful. You know, I was a slow bloomer. It's okay. <laughs> I'm good on that, you know. I'm grateful for right where I'm at at this moment in time. Hmm. Well, I, I know for a fact that there's, I'm sure, a laundry list of people who would, <laughs> who would say different. So uh, just keep up the good work. You look okay. fantastic. Thank you. Um, so your faith... Um, you said 10 years old. Yeah. Um, that That's like a, a, a time period that you can point to. Yeah. And um, how, from that point on, you know, you go to school, you, mm-hmm. you go through high school yeah. and college and so forth. How, how did your faith grow from then? And, and I ask you this <coughs> because, um, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up in the church. I mean, okay. I, I sought Christianity and faith out, you know, as, as, a, as a pseudo adult, young adult. And uh, not that I didn't grow up in a home where, you know, Christ was spoken mm-hmm. about and read the Bible. Right, right. But we just, I was the youngest of seven. We just weren't going on church on Sundays. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that in, in our faith, at least how I, when I was younger, it was almost like a, a switch went off. And, okay, you've accepted this faith. You're in this, in this situation. Everything's good and you're not going to ever have any problems. But as I, you know, as I matured, <clears throat> That's completely not true. Right. And it's probably just the opposite. Just because you accept Christ or you secure your faith, that doesn't mean that everything from that point on is good and rosy. <laughs> and oftentimes it's more difficult. So um, so at 10 years old, you had this, this almost yeah. like a spiritual birth of some sorts, yeah. we'll call it. From that point on through adulthood, what was, what was it like for you? Um, well, I don't think I really understood it um, because, you know, sometimes it could be lonely. You know, because, you know, I mean, I will say this. My grandparents, truly, my father from Jacksonville, Florida, his family, his family were very much, they very much had a relationship. The Sabbath day was a Sabbath day. We would go there Saturday, I mean, on because they were seven-day Adventists. Um, 
started off at Baptist, but they um, eventually were Seventh-day Adventists. But the Sabbath day was a Sabbath day. We didn't watch TV. We sat on that porch, she in her rocking chair. She we were talking about God the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. And so that, that's, that, those are my um those are my memories. That's what I see when I was growing up. So when you have that, when you have a family um, that prays together, and I'm telling you, we still to this day, I thank God for my family. We still are a praying family. And um, that is everything. And when you see God moving and his hand on your life, even when you're younger, I didn't, my brother who's a pastor in Jacksonville, he said he knew I was going to be a preacher when I was five. And I'm like, what? He was like, I knew it. He's 20 years older than me. So, but the thing is that I, that's what, you know, and I wasn't a church kid, I, but I did know, have a, and that's what it is. The difference is, it's the relationship. Yeah. See, a relationship snuck up on you. You didn't even know you had a relationship. <laughs> you were talking to him. You probably was talking to him when you were in her, I mean, in one of those um, roller coasters. Oh my God, you were talking to him. Yeah. You, we don't realize we're talking to him. And what happens is when, you, as you talk to him, knowingly or unknowingly, you're building a relationship with yeah. him. You start trusting him more because you start calling out for him. And I, I thought I used to go to clubs and everything. Around. No one never would talk to me. <laughs> I'm serious. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm still a funny looking girl. But you know what? <laughs> I thought, you know what? But now when I got older, he said I was protecting you. Mm. I was shielding you. See, the very thing that we want, God will shield us because it's not good for us. Mm-hmm. Who knows where that would have led? I stopped going because I'm like, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm going here, nobody talking to me. I'm sitting here by myself, you know, no one, you know, so, but it was my life to me. And I, I, it wasn't that easy, you know, having brothers that were in trouble a lot. And, you know, it kept me a little um, by myself a lot. But, you know, I had a role to play, even then with my brothers. And I want to talk about that when I come back. Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a moment. I'm speaking with Lisa Austin <laughs> Granville, elder, newly, um, uh, what do you say, newly ordained ordained yes. elder. Yes. And we're going to get into a lot of details talking about her ministry and a life as a life in her faith as a Christian here in uh, the capital city of New Jersey and beyond. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a short break. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. You know, welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. You know, and the conversations we have off camera are just just awesome. You know, and we're reminiscing about, you know, childhood people. And big shout out because these names, these came up. <laughs> just found out that she, Lisa Austin Granville is cousins with Kurt Campbell, who we played basketball with, and his brother Steve. And then we were talking about Scott Nance and Harry Brister and Aaron, Aaron Fant. Yep. And, um, sure. you know, taking me back, um, you know, um, when... When you mentioned Aaron Fant, when I was, after college, I was working in Bristol for Jones, New York, and I worked, um, and it's, it's driving me crazy, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, and I can see his face, but anyway, he knew the Fant family. So it's <laughs> it's, it's amazing how, yeah. how everything is so Connected. interconnected. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So just before the break, okay. um, we were talking about communication and communicating with God. And you were saying yeah. how, um, you know, you were using me as an example. Like when you're going through those peaks and valleys yeah. and you're crying out, calling out to God, that you're actually speaking to him and you're developing Absolutely. a relationship. Can you just elaborate on that? I mean, I know, you know, personally in my own life, um, <clears throat> just recently going through a bad relationship and, um, you know, crying out to him, you know, God, what to do. And I'm going to tell if there's any, it's someone who's listening who, who has any, you know, has any reservations, if God hears you, I'm going to tell you, he hears you emphatically. Not only does he hear you, he cares. And I, the relationship that, you know, I have with Christ is that I, I, he saved my life through prayer. And a lot of times people talk about prayer. They, it's a relationship. It's a communication. It's you listening, but God listening too. And that's a lot of times we just want to do all the talking, but we don't want to take time to listen and hear because he will give you explicit directions. I mean, that's how my ministry was birthed, through prayer. You know, him speaking to me, and it didn't make sense. That's why the Bible says that you have to cast down your imagination and that anything exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Our thinking is thinking compared to what God has. God does not sound like our voice, and it darn sure won't sound like our friend's voice. Mm -hmm. 
It won't sound like our spouses. It won't sound like our children's voice. Because guess what? They, they care about us in a different way. See, the Bible says, if you suffer with me, you'll reign with me. A lot of Christians don't want that experience. Matter of fact, when they talk about the fruits of the Spirit, that's one of the, the fruits of the Spirit they don't even like to mention. One of sister, sister said to me, I don't really like to mention long-suffering. <laughs> but how can we not um, receive what God has given us? He's given us these fruits because he, he understood that if we understood what long-suffering looks like and what it really means, that he, he's bringing us out. It's not just for us. It's because somebody's watching. They're looking at us to see how are we going to react. You talk good, Lisa, but when a storm comes and tries to knock your house down, what's really going to come out of you? When the big bad wolf comes and says, I'm huffing and I'm puffing, I'm coming to blow your house down, your temple of God, what's going to come out of you? What I found out through prayer, love comes out of me. See, the old Lisa, see, that's why we have to put those old things away. And I'm, you'll know because, you know, I mean, and I love when you started off when we first start when you first began, you said that God will use your personality. And he does. God use, he all he does is he uses what he, if you have a sense of humor, if you're listening, God's going to use it. If you, you know, if you, you know, if you're meticulous about a certain thing, he's going to use it. Don't let people talk you out of trying to be someone that God has not called you to be. And I think that was one of the, you, the big things that, that I learned in prayer. He loves me for me. You know, he knows I'm a jokester. I like to joke. I like to, you know, he knows Lisa likes to play um, basketball. Now I, I like to be, you know, I'm, I'm very competitive. He knows that. But what he does is now he just turns it around. There's a way that there's a lesson in all of it because people are watching. You know, people want to know, um, you know, when you're squeezed, what's going to come out of you. Mm-hmm. And when I was when and I'm, when you're squeezed, love has to come out. Not what the Webster's Dictionary of what love is, but what God is, meaning you love those who rejected you, hated you, talked about you, lied on you, even spit on you. Mm-hmm. Yes, even spit on you. Because guess what? God, how many times did he forgive us? Oh, moment by moment. We're so busy trying to persecute people, put people on the cross, and we don't even look at ourselves. The way I love through prayer, because God will deal with you first. We need to stop looking at other people, what they did to us, and say, God, you work on me. What is, what's in me that needs to be fixed? I, I was sharing with Beanie one time. Um, I, it was a situation where I had to go into a place, and I know that they didn't really care for me. Not all of them, but some of them did not care for me because the leader was kind of orchestrating it for no, people not to like me. And God made me still go there. Month after month, and the month came to one year, then two years. And people are like, why are you going there? They don't want you there. I said, but God said. But God is not the author of confusion. I'm trying to figure out, church, where did we get to the point where God taught us to run? He said, he's with us. He got, Jesus, his, his, he, what he said is he said, I wish this cup could pass me by. But he still had to stay. Mm-hmm. We, how will people ever see God in us? God, they have to see God. Jesus is up. He is us. He's in us. So I stayed. In, I mean, was it hurtful at first? Yeah. But then once again, I prayed. I said, well, Lord, if you want me to do this, and you said you want me to do this, then you have to fill me up with your love. And I would go from week to week to week. And guess what? All of a sudden, that love was filled felt up in me. I was, it was there. I was full with love. And then guess what? The next, I said, well, Lord, then I want peace. We got to ask. The Bible said we have not because we ask not. Ask for your peace. Ask for your love. He's equipped you for this journey. And if we realize that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, I don't know about you. I don't know. I know many people have said that and they've gone now. But when I tell you he's never left me, nor has he ever forsaken me, oh, I owe him my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I owe him my life. And it's prayer it's through prayer where I built this relationship with him. That's why I can rebuke people. Just like he had to rebuke Peter. I don't do it. Sometimes they don't even hear me rebuke them. I'm like, I rebuke that. Because you say things that don't be of my father. My God did not tell me to leave. He told me to stand. He said, don't be afraid. Matter of fact, he said, don't be afraid of their faces. And I stood and I stayed and I thank God because it wasn't for me to try to persecute. See, people think you're there because you want to, you know, persecute them or you want to try to get back. I don't got time for that. God told me that's not my business. He said, that's, I'm, 
They're my, they're my business. You're my business. Don't focus on them. You know that I have you there for me. And what he did was he built me up to be this warrior that you see today. Amen. So, so speaking of that, how did the process get started? Um, you know, you mentioned earlier crying out. Mm -hmm. um, were you driven to um, a particular sermon, um, constant reading or, or reading of scriptures? What was it that, that led you on, the, on this path to realize that I've got to be filled up with, with love and, mm -hmm. and with passion and compassion for others? Um, because I was in pain. Hmm. I was hurt. I was, you know, um, in a situation where I wanted it to last for a lifetime. And, and it, when it didn't, when I was hearing things that just wasn't, you know, adding up to what I know God would say, I started questioning myself to the point where I got very depressed. And I was like 90-something pounds. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't, you know, I really wouldn't even go out the house. People didn't even know I had blankets up to my house because I didn't want light to come in. You know, you don't want light. to, And so, you know, I started, you know, crying out to him. I'm like, God, you know, I had to be like, you know, if God, if you be God, <laughs> then you got to show me you. And he did. He it was like, I'm speaking to you. He showed me people who were going to plot against me. It was hurtful. But see, when we ask God, we have to be know that when he shows us something, we can't use it for evil. Mm -hmm. He's showing us that because he wants us to be able to stand. He wants us to be able to take the pressure that's going to come at us because at the end of the day, he, we can fight the good fight of faith if we just hold on to our belief in him and not in us. And that's where I started crying out and he told me that he loved me. He said, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I believed him. And I remember he, I had got a call and shout out to Eric Williams and his beautiful wife, um, Karen, Pastor Eric Williams and Lady Karen. He called me because I said, God, if you want me to do these things, then you got to prove yourself. Like I didn't, you know, I'm like, you got to prove yourself. I got a phone call and he said, um, Pastor Eric said, I just want to let you know I see you. I want to give you, you we, me and my wife want to honor you with a Faith Fighters Award. And I'm like, now here I'm crying out to God because he's put me on this mission to have conferences and do all these different things he showed me in the spirit. I'm not thinking I'm worthy. Who am I? Then I get a phone call. Won't God do it? Yeah. All we need to do is wait on him and be in good courage. He's coming through. And if someone's listening, he's coming to bring you out. You just got to trust his voice. You know, I'd like for you to share contact information for you okay. and for your ministry. Oh. We're going to take a short break after that, and then we're going to get into the details about your ministry. But Amen. contact information. Okay. Um, Lisa Austin Granville, you can get me on Facebook at Woman with the Sword on Facebook. Also, that's my Instagram name. And you can always reach me on my ministry phone number is 609-334-9643. Awesome. And I'm going to repeat that information. So it's Lisa Austin Granville. The Facebook page is Woman with a Sword. Telephone number is 609-334-9643. And we're going to be talking about your other Facebook page, Mercer County Praise Together. Amen. We'll be back after a short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook and Twitter, Trenton365, excuse me, Facebook is Trenton365Show. Twitter is at Trenton365 and the Trenton365 Trenton community calendar page on Facebook. I'm getting a little tongue-tied tongue here <laughs> with all, all these different things here. But uh, my guest is Lisa Austin Granville, who is an ordained elder. And we've been talking a little bit about her background and um, mainly leading up to what we're going to be discussing in this portion of the program. And that is prayer and also her ministry, which is called Woman with a Sword. With a sword. <laughs> And um, she's had this ministry for three years, and in 30 days, it came together. Mm -hmm. And uh, she does conferences, and you can reach out to her via phone, 609-334-9643. So, Lisa, we've talked about your background, coming from a large family, you were active in church, um, you had some trials and tribulations as an adult, mm -hmm. and in 30 days... You were led to create this ministry, yeah. Woman with a Sword. 
quickly, because I want to get into the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. about the, about your ministry, but quickly, what transpired in those 30 days for you to create this ministry? Um, well, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you know, mind you, I never even envisioned having a conference at all, not a woman's conference, no conference, you know, that was never on the radar for me. And he spoke to me and he said, I want you to have a conference in 30 days. And he said, over 250 women will be there. And I'm like, Lord, you know, who am I? And that's when the call came through uh, from, you know, Pastor Eric um, Williams. And, um, but I said, who am I? And he said, you have 30 days. And let me tell you, when I tell you people from all over this city and shout out to all of the women with a sword who helped the prayer warriors, um, he said that, you know, that the, he, he was going to send help. People would call me and say, well, God told me to help you. Yeah, it was just that deep. I can't even make this stuff up. Um, I'm, I get a little emotional because that's how much God loves us. He, he'll meet every need that we have. And it was for his glory, but it also was for, for me to know who, he, who I am in him. And so I went down to the um, the Marriott. My first one was down. My first and second one was down at the Marriott in Trenton, which is now what what is the Wyndham. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm talking to the lady, and I remember um, even John. John was down there, and I said, "Well, God said, you know, over 250 women." And I remember he was like, "Well, just because you know people said they're buying tickets doesn't mean they're coming." And I was like, "Well, God said." I said, "I need the big room." <laughs> It's as simple as that. You can't let people talk you out of what God told you, no matter what it makes. It didn't make sense. I'm not a pastor at that, you know, time, a minister or anything. Um, I wasn't, you know, um, I was going through some trials even at my own church. I wasn't getting that support. So, you know, it was it was it was an amazing experience. So all of these different women would call me and say, hey, God told me or, you know, and they see me on Facebook. And but then I would make call, call people like, well, God said, you know, and these they they all they just it was just like it was so easy. It was just God. It was. And we just came together um, and just all of the amazing women, they were just amazing. And so we actually had it there in January, the third, it was the fourth um, Friday. And uh, it was a snow, it was snow out. And guess what? Over 300 women came to mm. that conference. It was called Woman with a Sword, Prayer, Healing, and Deliverance. And one of the things, one, one of the things that I do is that we have prayer warriors and those prayer warriors walk the room the whole night. They have purple shirts. They say prayer warrior. They walk the room and they encourage women all throughout the conference. And I think that's one of the things, the most powerful things, if the, the most powerful thing that God gave um, a part of the vision. And we did videos. We did little promos on Facebook. And, you know, but people didn't know I was going through hell, you know, in my, you know, it, it could have been hell in my personal life. But but God just, he worked, he, he was, he didn't even want me to focus on that. He said, focus on me. And a lot of times, that's what we need to get out of everything that we're going through. It's lower level prayer when we continue to focus on ourselves. We got to go higher. And there's so many people at need. And he knew that day there was women that needed prayer, healing, and deliverance. And that's what happened that day. And so I was very thankful. Um, And then we had our last conference um, this past January, which was awesome. But this time it was even, it was just another amazing time. We had people come from um, speakers from Virginia, California, um, David Burroughs, you know, awesome man of God out of California. The Spells out of Norfolk, Virginia, they came and spoke. Um, We had Brian Ganges, which is originally from Lawrence. He came from Dallas, Texas to be a part of it, to speak. Um, We had Joan, I don't know if you know Dean Good. Yeah. Dean Good, his wife, shout out to them. You know, they came from Florida. And let me tell you, it was two days this time. See, God will increase. See, we don't, it was one day on that Friday, the first year. Then God not only get, said two, two days this year, but then he also said men too. So it was a men and women's conference. The men were in one room. The women were in another room. They were getting taught. We were getting taught. And guess what? We are stronger together. That was the message um, that we answering the call. We're stronger together. And let me tell you, though, it was such an, a powerful event. Then I had it in Jacksonville. Not me. The Lord had it. So it was in Jacksonville. Um, and um, May had a beautiful time. I, I don't have a presence there, but you know what? God just still, he, it was a beautiful experience. Many people came out. Um, and I, I'm just grateful. My brother, and, and the wonderful thing is the way God sets this ministry up, it's not, it's not me. We have different churches. 
It's just like the Antioch. Different churches come. Catholic, Baptist, um, uh, Pentecostal, Seventh-day Adventist. Matter of fact, shout out to, um, you know, over at our Pentecostal church over there. Um, what is it? How did I forget? It's uh, my Lady Janae Johnson and uh, Pastor Johnson um, over there on Arlington Avenue. That's my family's church. I don't know how. But shout out to That's them, right. the Seventh-day Adventist. You know, God is just bringing us all together. And um, and that's what my ministry, that's what God has my ministry to be about. So, mm-hmm. so woman with a sword on Facebook. Yeah. Six zero nine three three four nine six four three. Yes. You know, I want to talk about um, something we had mentioned earlier, um, and it was the presence of social media mm-hmm. and the internet, and how powerful that can be as a tool yes. to help grow your ministry and get the word out. And I was sharing with you how when the internet started to become a thing, how I, I remember hearing so many churches. It's pastors, the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't go on that thing and all these other things and Y2K and mm. all these different things that were, that were shared in what appeared to be, um, you know, fearfully living. And then also, I think, causing a lot of disruption with the generation that was growing up in this, which now... If you don't have a social media presence, there's a really good chance you're missing out on a whole generation and a large populace of people. Can you talk about what social media has meant for you and for your ministry? Um, First of all, let me just say for those who even, you know, God said he'll turn everything around for our good. We have to understand we have to take back everything the devil meant for bad. We as Christians have the power, we have the authority and the right and the privilege that we can take back everything and turn it around for our good. So that's what we're supposed to do with Facebook. That's my I use it for ministry. I have about five pages um, that I use strictly different things that I have a different following, but always giving the word of God. Even our family, I, I do our family's Facebook page. So Facebook keeps people connected and it keeps people engaged. And what we need to do is just pour out more of God. Less of us, I know sometimes, you know, we want to have our own, you know, we just want to talk political and, you know, hey, I love talking politics too. I love talking sports. But at the end of the day, if we're not saying what our daddy is saying, then it's something wrong. And social media is the place to spread the gospel. We can use it to, you know, because there's some people like, well, how about if those people never hear of God? Well, social media is a way that we can make sure that that, because people are watching your living They're watching us. And Facebook is not, you know, yes, some people use it and, you know, their life is really not their life. They just do a lot of pretending. But I'm going to tell you, I'm free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Mm -hmm. So you want to follow someone who's, I feel as though I'm liberated through Christ Jesus. um, I'm not perfect, um, but I am someone who knows a perfect father. And my life, I I try to share things. I'm not over, you know, I don't get to super sensitive stuff, but I let people know that, you know, I do struggle in certain areas. Um, You know, I put up a picture most recently. I'm like, with all my flaws, with all my imperfections, God loves me because he's not just talking to me. He's talking to you, too. Too many times as Christians, we make these Facebook pages seem like you seem like it's, um, you know, it's not even what people like to do. Is that their real life? (laughs) Is that their real life? I mean, I think that we're going to draw people. This is a great opportunity through social media for people to see our lives and to know that although we're ministers and elders and pastors and leaders, that we, too, we hurt. We bleed just like everyone else bleeds. Um, You know, so I love it. I do. You know, and I'm glad you put it that way, because that's something that I think growing up and, and hearing about the church and even attending church. There was always this this veil of confusion as a young person that, that I would see. Um, and I don't, I don't like to use the term hypocrite because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you speak realistically, human beings are just hypocrites, period. Well, that's we all what the Bible are. said. <laughs> well, I, mean, there's, I mean, it said basically there's no good thing in our flesh. Yeah, it's so, a hypocrisy. Yeah, there's no good thing so, in our flesh. So uh, I, I think we've missed the opportunity of being transparent and honest with everyone about, yes, this is, this is my faith. But I still have these issues and mm-hmm. things that I'm working on. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I'm, I can't, if I'm a person who's always struggled with anger issues, not all the time is that immediately going to be wiped away. Mm-hmm. It may come back. I may have to continuously deal with that. It, it's just like um, you know, someone who has um, uh, a physical ailment. Mm-hmm. That doesn't automatically go away. No. I preached a message the other day, the struggle is real. 
because just like you said, struggle. See, God honors the struggle. The thing is that we don't, I tell people, just don't become too complacent in where you're at. Like, okay, you know that you have an anger issue, you know, or you have a sex issue or whatever. Don't become so complacent with it. Dude, Struggle with that thing. With you, you, and God can work with you. But when you be, when you just give, you know, turn, let your will go and just to those <laughs> desires, then guess what? You know, it's hard to work with you then. But, you know, I tell people struggle with it. And God will honor the struggle. And he'll bring you out. Yeah, you know, I like to, to, um, to I enjoy exercise and working out. And, um, over, (laughs) (laughs) so so over the years, you know, I've gone from, you know, being a gym rat and going in there five o'clock in the (laughs) morning, throwing iron around to that guy who's like trying to run and I'm not a runner, (laughs) you know, we're doing like all these different things, but all in, in the, in the aims and goals of, of trying to become better. And I think that is a good example of the timeline of life. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have those ups and downs, but how do you minimize it and stay consistent and keep your eye on what you're trying to do or where that prize is? Truthfully. That is what's work, worked out for me. Yeah. And I'd like to encourage people. Yeah, absolutely. Just like if you're overweight, no matter what you do at that next workout, you're not going to lose what you put on over those years. So just take your time and be patient and stay consistent. And enjoy that ride for what it is. Folks, I'm speaking with Lisa Austin Granville, who is an ordained elder. The name of her ministry is Woman with a Sword, and that's on Facebook, 609-334-9643. We'll be back after a short break, but stay tuned because we're going to be talking about her Facebook page, Mercer County Praise Together, because um, you heard her speak about how important prayer is, but more importantly, prayer for others and people gathering their prayers together. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. In the studio with me is Lisa Austin Granville, who is an ordained elder. And one more time, the name of her ministry is Woman with a Sword. It's, you can find it on Facebook. Telephone number is 609-334-9643. And uh, I want to talk now, before we run out of time, about your Facebook page, Mercer County Praise Together. And when you mentioned it before we came on to the show, you were talking about how important it is to not only pray, but to pray for others and then have that yeah. gathering place for it. Just and, and, if, and for the folks who didn't hear the previous segment, we were talking about how important social media is. Yeah. And you used the word that is very important to me, the connector. People's being connectors and the connection that Facebook allows you to have. So, can you talk about Mercer County Praise Together, your Facebook page? Yes, Mercer County Praise Together. Actually, one of the things in this, you know, that two year period when I was going through so much, um, I was actually at an event, a breakfast, and a lady walked up to me and she said, Well, do you pray? And I'm like, So, you know, I remember it was a couple people, pastors and people around me, they was like, I said, yeah, I pray. <laughs> and she said, well, um, she said, I never do this, but when you walk by me, something in my belly leaped. She said, would you consider to being the National Day of Prayer ta- task prayer, um, task, wait, National Day of Prayer coordinator for the task force? And I was like, she said, I never do this. She said, you still have to go through, you know, um, you know, different paperwork and you have to get recommendations. She said, but when you walk by, you know, and so, you know, so that's how this began. Um, I became the National Day of Prayer Task Force. Shout out to my assistant, Shanique Talaferro. Um, and hey, Shanique. You know, Shanique? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Shanique, through prayer. And because, you know what? I, 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 Lord showed me her. I did not know Shanique. I called her up. And I said, well, I, I'm, I've been, you know, tasked with this assignment to be a National Day of Prayer coordinator. She said, and I said, the Lord told me to call you. Didn't know her. And I said, I just want you to know that God said he sees you. And she started crying. And so, you know, I asked her, you know, about the, um, I said, do you, you know, I said, then I, I said, well, I'm going to be at the state house praying in the governor's office next week. Would you like to come with me? And she really started crying. And she said that she went, she used to go to the outside at the fountain for years and pray. And so God was bringing her in, you know, see, see how God, this is all through prayer. So the National Day, you know, so National Day of Prayer, um, I actually had, we had an event down at City Hall. 
um, not City Hall, down at the State House mm -hmm. um, in May, because that's the National Day of Prayer um, Day, May 7th, I believe it was. And so a lot of people came out, different worship groups, and we had a beautiful time, different leaders in the city of Trenton and Mercer County. Well, Mercer County Praise is just an extension of that. And what I did is I added the together because we are stronger together. We need the, we need each other to survive. And this this Facebook page, um, if anyone has any prayer groups, um, if they have prayer requests, that's the page to do it. Not you know, it's not a book. I mean, a, a page where you sell your books or any of the, that publicity kind of stuff. It's only about prayer. And it's been wonderful. You know, um, I talk about, you know, actually I say, let's pray for government. I let them know what's going on with the wildfires, what we need to pray for, what, what happened in Vegas. And so for those who don't look at a lot of news, they can know what to pray for because, you know, it's great. We're, we're going to continue always to pray for our community. And, um, and that's important. But we need to start praying for people and nations and the world because we are, you know, we, we are stronger together. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we are... We're, we're not touching it. We're not utilizing all of God when we don't understand God's love for all people and all humanity. When we still continue to say, well, uh, you know, my people and my church and I'm Baptist and I'm Pentecostal and I'm Catholic. The devil is a lie. He said, I am be ye holy because I am holy. He's looking for a lifestyle. He's not looking for a denomination. So this group, this is for all people. Um, black, white, Chinese, Spanish, um, just wonderful things that God is doing through this. We we did, um, God had allowed my ministry to do something called 303030, where what we did is on 30 blocks in Trenton, New Jersey, for 30, min um, for 30 minutes, people would come out and have designated places to pray. And not just designated places to pray, um, they would have strategic prayers. So you might be praying for government, you might be praying for your community, you might be praying for you know, families on this corner. And then they prayed for 30 minutes. And it was so awesome. People would jump out their car and like, oh, my God, is this one of the prayer? You know, it was just amazing. And, you know, then we all met at the battle monument and held hands and we prayed. So prayer is very important. And I just want to mention this because I said I wanted to talk about this. A lot of people always say, well, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. Yes. What's the next step? We cannot deal with with God in prayer like we do in the world. And I can't tell you what your next step is. You should be getting your next step direction in prayer. So my, my, my next, one of my steps is, is to introduce prayer to people who don't know it. And for those who do know it, understand the power of it. That's what God has assigned me to do. And he has my, in, he, I have my own next steps that he has individually told me. But when people always say, well, you always put prayer up. Well, what's that going to do? Prayer is everything. Prayer is a relationship with our Father. It's communion. It's, it's Him giving us direction. How can you know where to move to the right or the left if you don't know, if, if you don't sit down and get directions from Him? So a lot of times when people say that to me, I, I almost, they don't understand the power of God. And they don't understand it. I, and I'm a witness that prayer works. And prayer is the reason why I'm here today. I'm alive because of prayer. It brought me back to life. A lot of times, you know, I hear people say, well, you know, raise the dead, heal the sick. Raise, just let's raise your level of love and your level of forgiveness, your level of peace, your level of, you know, consciousness of when it comes to prayer. And you'll see where God can take you. He's going to take you real far. But if you don't raise that, if you're so busy trying to do the hard things of God and he didn't give you these gifts freely, he said, freely I give, freely you shall receive. Receive the gifts that he's given us, love, peace, forgiveness, um, long suffering, gentleness, meekness. All of these things are gifts. Don't turn God's gifts away because it's there to empower you and not just you, but your seed and your seed seeds shall live and not die. You better keep on. We ain't going to ministry yet. <laughs> I think we still got some time here. You can keep well, on going. Well, you know, I didn't want to say, you know, but I get excited with when I talk about prayer because, and an emotional, because it really, you know, like I said, I was 90 pounds. For those who, you know, you're on the, on the radio, I'm 125 pounds now. Lying. I'm not. I'm you, bigger or smaller? Smaller? You're probably smaller. No, 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 no. This is the biggest I've been, so I'm, I know. <laughs> but, but I was 90-something pounds because of stress. And if those who are listening, don't let stress wipe you out. The Bible says this, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. 
He cares for you, and he wants to. He's all. He wants to bring you out. He already has plans. He knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. So don't get discouraged. Don't get weary in your well doing. You shall reap if you faint not. And don't listen to the naysayers. That was one of my biggest issues. You know, I heard other people's voice louder than God's. Nobody's voice should be louder than God's. Amen. Nobody's voice. You shut them out and you rebuke them. If they don't say things that line up with God, then guess what? Then they, they're, you rebuke it and you keep moving. Don't even get emotional about it. Just say, you know what? They don't know God, so they don't know me. And keep moving. You got things to do. You have a destiny to meet. And people are waiting on you. They're waiting on you. And my next, oh, I want to tell you, my next conference is called I Made It. And I'm excited about that. That will be in January. And they'll be in different cities, but Trenton, obviously, but also as well as Jacksonville. And um, so I'm excited about that. But it's called I Made It. And I want people to know, God wants people to know. God wants people to know. I Made It means that whatever situation you were in, he brought you out. And if he brought you out of that one, you, he will bring you out the next one. So you made it. Always know that you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Mm. You know, oftentimes when I have uh, these conversations, because, because I go into them, whoever my guest is, whoever I meet, open. Um, because I, I live my life with the expectation that I, something's going to be revealed to me. I mean, I'm living for Revelation, Amen. that city where the, there's people of all different backgrounds who can't be numbered. I'm living for that, Amen. intentionally living for that. And when I, the last few minutes of what you've been saying has been so um, relevant to me in my life, you know, because I'm often telling folks, you know, yeah, you know, you see what I'm doing, but this isn't easy work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's difficult. It may come across as natural, but there's, um, you know, Times of regret, there's times you're of confusion. You're going to have to cry through it sometimes. Yeah, you're going to have to cry through it sometimes. Absolutely. And um, you are an encourager and an edifier for me oh, just during this time here. And so I know that there's people who are listening and who will be watching on Friday night at 11 o'clock. I'd like for you to share in the 30 seconds or so something specific for those people. And while Lisa's thinking about this, folks, I'm going to encourage each and every one of you to take a couple of moments Find that still quiet place where God can speak to you, however that is, whether it's in your closet, your bathroom, your car, your walk, whatever it is. And think about Woman with a Shield Ministry on Facebook. Woman with a Sword. Woman with a Sword, I'm sorry, <laughs> no on worries, Facebook. No Woman with a Sword on Facebook. Give her a call, 609-334-9643. And maybe post your prayer request or your prayer need to the Facebook page, Mercer County Praise Together. And from there, let's just see where this goes. Because as Lisa so eloquently put all throughout this hour, praying is what's going to help you see in God to be revealed to you. So Lisa, what would you like to say to the audience? I just want to say you might have to cry through it sometimes. But Jesus himself cried out with prayer and supplication. If it was good enough for Jesus, it should be good enough for us. God hears your prayers. He's just, you know, he just wants you to submit to his voice. And as you submit to his voice, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He'll never put you in the wrong atmosphere. You're going to be an atmosphere changer because you trusted God's voice. Your greater is coming. Amen. Lisa Austin Granville, thank you for a couple minutes on Trenton 365 show. I will absolutely have you back. I hope and I so. can't wait to hear about um, some, well, where else God is taking you and what Amen. else is happening. And folks, I'm going to encourage you, um, you know, to send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. Let's have a conversation over a meal. Because those interactions in a safe place, usually over a meal, is when we can really get to know each other. And you can see what is really happening. And you can be a part of this. You can get into the game. And we've got one shot at this life. And I encourage you to be all that you can absolutely be. Have a great night. And uh, for those of you who celebrate Halloween, I hope it was a safe one for you. And remember, the and remember to pray for people who are all over the world Amen. who may not be as fortunate as you are. Amen. Have a good night. And thank you for watching and listening. Oh, that was fun.